This is Wired Up with Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta on KMSA 91.3. Hold on, give me a second while I try to get my mic stand to work. This is so weird. This is so enjoyable. So enjoyable to watch. We got these fancy new mic stands going on. They're like the what do you call them? Uh, The they're like shock shock absorbent. Yeah, the shock absorbent microphones. And I'm sitting here trying to get my mic normally brought to my face, an appropriate amount of distance to where I'm not having to lean in and put a microphone down my throat or be super far away to where you can't hear it. And it keeps falling down on me. I gotta, I gotta probably just hold it. Yeah, you're right. you might have <laughs> kind, to. Kind of like, uh, kind of like an actual news reporter. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm, I'm not on TV. I don't want to be on TV. I'm wearing, a, <laughs> wearing sweats right now. We have faces for radio. Faces for radio. Hence why we're here. Love that joke. Never gets old. <laughs> <Yeah>. Never gets <laughs> old. Brand new, brand new microphone holders. Brand new headphones. We look fancy up in here. Except for me. And I, this... I didn't get the new headphones. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> We're not going to sit on how Jerry's been mistreated at the station. I know. How rude. He was not mistreated. In this Josh, Sunday, you in shut this... your mouth. Gosh darn it. I tried to do a whole new transition. Brand new equipment. <laughs> and this Sunday, we're also going to have your brand new Super Bowl champion. <laughs> That's not going to be the New England Patriots. First time New England has not in it since 2015 when the Denver Broncos won. Woo. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Super Bowl 54 is this Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, Matt Kennedy, Jer Peralta, and Josh Coleman wired up on 903 FM KMSA Music for the CMU Mavericks previewing and predicting everything Super Bowl 50. Uh, uh, do we have to predict? We know our track records with predictions, Matt. We're going to predict it. We have to. Uh. We have to. It's a requirement <laughs> if you're a sports talk show host, and that is exactly what we're going to do here today. Uh, Zach Stevens from DNVR Broncos and DNVR Denver will join us at 415 to highlight some quick Denver Broncos news that happened this week because they've been on the back burner, but... He's a specialty, and he's also going to help us uh, talk about this Sunday, and then we'll get into some 49er and Chiefs discussion, a.k.a. does Jimmy G deserve credit? Will Tyron Matthew absolutely go off this Sunday? Will Richard Sherman be beat by the cheetah? That is Tyree Kill. Will Kyle Shanahan outcoach Andy Reid? All those topics we're going to discuss here today, and then we'll finally have Connor Dockery from Met Media and the Connor Dockery Show out in MSU Denver on at 440. So, guys, it's a good week. Yeah. It's a great week. It's a great week. Yeah, it's a fantastic Both week. Both teams are healthy. Yes. 100%. Love to hear it. Yeah, no, love to hear no it. questionables or anything. They're just, they're all ready to go. It's been a very somber week, though, with the passing of Kobe Bryant on Sunday. Yeah. And it was hard to watch. I mean, it was hard to watch Pro Bowl anyway. It was, it was really, it was. it was really rough. Yeah. And everybody's been <clears throat> sombering in that all week, and we're still. Still kind of mellowing out, mellowing out over it. And I think this Sunday at Super Bowl, they'll probably do something for it. They're doing everything at the All-Star game to honor Kobe and his legacy. But the Super Bowl is a good way to bring some high spirits into it. And this Sunday, the San Francisco 49ers, who have not won the Super Bowl in 25 years, trying to win their sixth, which is tied for most of all time. And the Chiefs, who have not been in the Super Bowl nor won it since Super Bowl IV, 50 years ago, right on the dot, and again, if you're a Broncos fan, you can no longer use a joke. You guys haven't been in the Super Bowl in 50 years. Yada, yada, yada. No, we can't. We can't do that thing anymore. So sadly, sadly, <laughs> sadly, sadly. Yeah. So guys, how are you feeling about this Sunday? Uh, who do you trust more, <laughs> freaking Mahomes or or Jimmy Garoppolo? I I, I want to talk about that first. Wh- which quarterback are you really going to trust down the line? I mean, really, because we think about the most important position in football is the quarterback. And when you look at it, we've been talking about the defenses too much. 
which we're going to talk about today. But yeah, at the quarterback situation, it's a it's a landslide. It really, really is a landslide in who you trust more and who the better quarterback is. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, I mean, there's no chance that Jimmy Garoppolo can do what Patrick Mahomes does on a regular yeah. basis. No, and well, there's no way when it comes to a gunslinging <laughs> contest that Patrick Mahomes is going to be outdone by the pretty boy that is Jimmy G. The only thing that I think gives Jimmy G a little bit of a dark horse here is that he was with the Patriots for the majority of his career and he studied, he's been in multiple Super Bowls as a backup. I know he was a backup in those Super Bowls. So that's still experience that is very useful for this game. Sure. And I, I think that Fair is enough. what makes him sort of the dark horse. He, he got taught behind Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, two of the smartest people in the game. So I think that will possibly play a bigger part into this game than we're all thinking. But I still think Patrick Mahomes is way better than Jimmy G. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with Josh on this one. And I, I kind of want to just bring it back to you so far in this postseason. Who's really been the bigger key for their team? Because you, you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes who so far in this postseason is thrown for 615 yards, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. And he has a completion percentage of 65. Jimmy Garoppolo really didn't need to do anything against Green Bay. He he's thrown for 208 yards, has an interception and a touchdown, and he's he has a completion percentage of 63 percent. And I feel down the line, I feel in this game right now, Patrick Mahomes is going to be that go-to guy. He is, he is that key for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And like you said, Matt, if this is a gunslinging show. Nine times out of ten, Patrick Mahomes is going to win that one regardless because Jimmy Garoppolo, I may not be the biggest on him. I can't deny what he's done, though. I I honestly think for him, he hasn't really needed to be the guy like a – he hasn't had to be a Patrick Mahomes. He He has just really had to give the ball off to his running backs, and they've been able to do the best. His defense has been there when they need to, and, and when he – needs to make a quick completion. He's got George Kittle and, and guys like George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders. Which is why I'm sitting here like, why are, we don't even need to talk about Jimmy G. You know, I mean, the guy's getting paid $75 million guaranteed, yeah. 100, $137 million I th- overall. Pretty yeah. sure, yes. That big old fat contract mm-hmm. that he owns, Mr. Perfect Chin Line. He's a gorgeous man, by the way. I was going to say that. Have you seen any of, like, Fox Sports? All they do is, like, do his face, and then they do the Instagram filter with, like, the the sexy music in the background. And it's it's like the normal Fox Sports account. Really, <laughs> I have not. But I, yeah. I mean, so, so, so am it's I like ten just... straight posts of just them gawking over Jimmy G and just like at, at the at the media day stuff. And <laughs> George, I, I, George Kittle has a picture of him shortless after the NFC Championship game on a T-shirt. And if if, if Jimmy G is going to win any contest, it's going to be best looking quarterback. Absolutely, because Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes Patrick Mahomes looks like a athletic squirrel. Well, it doesn't help that he sounds like Kermit the Frog too. <laughs> BC <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, was oh, it, uh poor Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> He's a really good quarterback. Was it Tyreek Kill's impersonation of him <laughs> oh during, during Media Day? <laughs> that was so funny. If you didn't see that, go watch that oh, from so uh, from the media radio row this last week. Tyreek Kill impersonating Patrick Mahomes. It's be the it will probably play it actually near the end of the show. But yeah, my take on all this is that Jimmy G doesn't have to do jack squat in this game. He didn't do anything in the first two games. He threw seven passes. He threw he for started, 77 yards he, he, in the championship He completed game. seven passes for 77 yards. He threw the ball nine times Yeah, he against the Green Bay Packers four times in the second half. He doesn't need to do anything. He Jimmy Garoppolo, this is a big reason why I'm not big on Jimmy Garoppolo is because right now this is a guy who has 
all the keys around him. He doesn't really need much. You could say that. And uh, well, both of them, though. True, but if you're going to look at this from a standpoint of, you know, from who has more talent on both sides, I Jimmy Garoppolo does. The Chiefs' defense isn't what it what everybody's going to hype it up to be. Right now, they're peak. They're peaking at the right time, hence why they're here. And Patrick Mahomes has really been the go-to guy for the team. Their running game hasn't been the greatest. Patrick Mahomes for the postseason leads the team in rushing yards. He has 106 rushing yards in the postseason. Yeah, can can I can I throw out a quick thing real quick and and Go talk ahead. about how diverse yeah. these two teams are? You just got to look at their their difference in pass plays that they called in the last 2 weeks. Uh, I think even last week alone the Chiefs called 31 pass plays against just 6 runs while scoring 7 consecutive touchdowns. So, I mean, if if it works, don't stop it. Yeah. On a, in a furious onslaught against the Texans in the divisional round, the 49ers meanwhile had had dialed up uh, runs on 71 of their past 88 plays, and I think the Chiefs ran the ball more in the against the against the Titans. But still, in terms of the ratio on pass plays compared to running plays, the Chiefs and Andy Reid love passing the ball because they have the best receiving corps in the NFL, probably within the last yeah, that's better right. half yeah, of you, a decade. Yeah, yeah you that's got guys he, like Sammy Watkins, yeah, Tyree. Right. I, I wasn't disagreeing with you before the show. You were harping on it. I wasn't. I wasn't disagreeing. I was just saying. When it comes to necessary <laughs> offensive weapons to win a game, the 49ers have all they need. Yeah. They're really good at the running the, the misdirections. They're running good at running a, a fake sweeps. So they've done a fantastic job with with Mostert, Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. George Kittle. George Kittle, can we talk about his blocking for a second? Oh, George Kittle is a is He's a the next Gronk. I just want to say he is the next Gronk, and he may actually end up being better. He's the first George Kittle. He's the first I mean, ever George Kittle. Like, yeah, yeah, that I, kind I, of athlete. In terms of the, yeah, yeah, the the yeah, the the prevalence, the attitude, the mm-hmm. impact that he has on an offense. Yep. Yes, but he's different in terms of his play mm-hmm. compared to Gronk. He's yes. faster than Gronk he's was. Way faster. He's oh, a better gosh. blocker mm-hmm. than than Gronkowski was. Not not as good as uh, not as good as a receiver. He makes good catches and he gets open. But but he, Gronkowski was a much better receiver in terms yeah. of and that was to catch what Gronk was used for well, mostly Kittle's your like you said Matt Kittle's a good blocker you know maybe not the best receiver but he is that guy who you go to when you need to pick up five yards pretty easily you mm-hmm. go to Kittle you, you don't go to Kittle if you're gonna fling it down the field and hope for the best now you you kind of he's your short you know short uh route guy you Did don't you guys bring hear, him that far hear what Kittle said this week I can't remember what Chiefs linebacker he was talking about But he used to go to college with one of the Chiefs linebackers at Iowa. And he said that while he was while Kittle was on scout team, that that linebacker bullied him on the team. And so that he is looking and searching for payback this week. (laughs) And I'm so intrigued to see that because I would absolutely love to see George Kittle get to the second level and just light some linebacker up. Oh, that'd be great. That would be awesome. I would I, I highly doubt they would put a linebacker on Kittle. I mean, like I run mean, game, run game. Oh, in the run, run game, blocking. yeah, definitely. He's probably gonna. <laughs> I, I feel like it's gonna be like the longest yard. All the <laughs> all the inmates have their specific guard they're looking for, so they don't really do it. They don't pick up their blocks or anything. They just look for the guy they hate the most. Um, Tevin Coleman is good for this game, right? Yeah, yes, he's, yeah, he's healthy. All he's of good. Them are clear. He dislocated his shoulder in the NFC Championship game, but he was he's fine. Raheem Mostert is coming off of a record-breaking game against the Green, Green Bay Packers two weeks ago. Uh, Shanahan and his offense will face a Chiefs team that finished the season 29th in rush defense, DVOA. 
Kansas City did a good job slowing down Derrick Henry. Yep. He uh, he had a good game. Did an amazing job. He had, he had, a, good, he had a good game in the first half, but then the second half when he was supposed to go off, he didn't necessarily. I think he had negative Derrick one Henry yard, does, which is like crazy that. considering what Derrick Henry does in the second mm-hmm. half, the last yeah. half of the season. So yeah, I'm not saying that Kansas City will do what they did against Derrick Henry. It's possible, but Derrick Henry was the entire t- uh, Tennessee offense. Tennessee has way less more options than San Francisco does. San Francisco has at least five to six, not name-breaking options, but viable offensive options that they use across misdirection, that they use uh, in trick plays. Manuel Sanders can throw 60 yards. We haven't seen that since the Denver Broncos game this last year, but I'm, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. He, he has got, the ability. He has the ability. Yep. I would love to see Emmanuel Sanders. That would go down as one of the greatest plays. Or, like, you love you love a Philly Philly special. Oh, I would and, love to see a Philly special. In the Super special. Bowl. So, Emmanuel Sanders throwing to George Kittle. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. But if uh, if you want to highlight Super Bowl play, maybe dock that up, Kyle Shanahan. You've seen him do it, you know? Yeah. You've seen him do it. Might as well let him do it again. Uh, I'm a big Raheem Mostert fan. What he did this last week, his story getting dropped by six different teams and making a stud out of himself. I'm surprised nobody picked him up as much in fantasy this year. And if you got him, especially in that playoff challenge, great job. Great job to you. I almost picked him up in fantasy. It was the running backs by committee that kept me from sure. kind of picking him up. Sure, But, makes but sense. the last two weeks, I, I think I did. I think I had him on my roster, on, on all the, three of mine. I haven't done the, the playoff challenge. I haven't either. This year. But... That next year, though, we'll uh, we'll get Mostert and, and see how he does. Oh yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting for him. And quick, quick point, Jared. Before we got to go to break, I, I just realized it was four fifteen, and Zach Stevens is calling any minute. So go ahead, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Yeah, and you bring up all these trick plays and stuff. And if you're the Chiefs, you need to find a way to not only stop Mostert or Tevin Col- Travin Coleman, but you also need to find a way to stop those trick plays. And your probably go to guys who are going to be big and doing that are going to be. Uh, Bashad Breland, Tyron Matthew, and Traverius Ward, who, you know, you're out your corners and your free safety. You're really going to want to bring those guys down. And those guys will probably be the key factor in if Kansas City will find any way to stop the run game that San Francisco has. Because if they, they're going to have to put the game on Jimmy Garoppolo and force him to have a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. That's the best way the Chiefs are going to be able to win this. We're just getting started in this Super Bowl 54 preview and prediction show. When we come back, Zach Stevens from DNVR Broncos and DNVR Denver joins us here on One Wired Up 90.3 FM, KMSA, Matt Kennedy, Joe Peralta, and Josh Coleman. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037. So he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. 
Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. KMSA 91.3 FM, Grand Junction. I think I said it last week, not to, not to rag on Denver Broncos fans, but it doesn't matter if we're in the Super Bowl or 7-9, 4-12, 5-11. It doesn't matter because somehow, some way, Denver Broncos fans will always make it about themselves. And uh, Keep going, Matt. <laughs> we, we were having a nice conversation about last, Super Bowl. <laughs> la last week, I kind of made a little rant about how the 49ers are possibly the Denver Broncos 2.0, just talking about how many players and coaches and personnel have Denver Broncos or Colorado ties. So to kind of to kind of segue into that, we got Zach Stevens from DNVR Broncos. Zach, what's up? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Of course, Zach, thanks for joining us. You were regular on the show. Probably our Broncos guy, our Broncos insider, yeah, which we kind of go guy. to on a regular basis. But, Zach, Super Bowl 54 is this Sunday. You've had a busy week reporting some Denver Broncos news, some coordinator hirings. What has it been from your point of view? And, um, I mean, wh wh what are you doing as a Denver Broncos reporter? Are you focusing on the Super Bowl, or are you kind of focusing on still Denver stuff this week? What's kind of like your main, your main stick? Yeah, doing both. And like you guys mentioned, of course, there's a lot of Broncos ties with this game, especially with the 49ers. And then, of course, the team that doesn't have the Broncos ties is the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, you guys know all the Broncos fans are cheering against them. And then, like you said, the Broncos, after at the end of the season, after saying they weren't going to make any moves, of course, in Broncos fashion, always being in the news, decided to make some moves. And right now, actually today, all of those moves kind of wrapped up and so we know what this staff and what this organization is going to look like in 2020. Look, Zach, the recent hirings of Pat Shermer, Mike Shula, and uh, most recently uh, John Pagano as a new outside linebackers coach. He has Colorado ties. To kind of make a, make a quick reference, the 49ers ha hired a lot of Denver Broncos people uh, in the last couple of years, or potential Denver Broncos people. Kyle Shanahan was trying to be our coach, and then he you know, went to 49ers, and he, we saw what could have been you know, in Denver, but the Broncos now have a, uh, have a New York taste in their mouth. Pat Schumer, Pat Schumer and Mike Shula, from your perspective, good hiring or bad hiring? A lot of people are saying it's really yeah. underrated, but what are you feeling about this? Yeah, when you say that now they have a New York flair to them, that probably makes people think, oh my gosh, what are they doing hiring a team that's been in the dumps, hiring their staff, but if you were hiring Pat Shermer as your head coach, I would say, yeah, probably not a good thing. I mean, this is a guy uh, in, in his four years of being a head coach has averaged four and a half wins per season. That's not very good. But 
as an offensive guy and the offensive coordinator, he could actually do very well in this role. Uh, Pat Shermer had four job offers to be an offensive coordinator, and then the Broncos job opened up, so he was very coveted. So people who don't see it as a, as a sexy move on the surface, yeah, I mean, it, you're not hiring Andy Reid himself. You're not hiring a young guy that, that can bring a lot of excitement, but the Broncos tried that last year with Rich Gangarello trying to hire that young guy and bring some excitement, and that lasted one season. So with Pat Shermer, you hope what you get is stability. Stability and explosion. And the Broncos have to have stability on the offensive side of the ball. And Pat Shermer, the good thing about Pat Shermer, if he succeeds, he's going to be here for a while. The Broncos are on their fifth offensive coordinator in five years. That Mm -hmm. will never work in in anything whether it's football or whether it's a a business that doesn't work and pat Shermer will be here if it works and it's successful and he's going he and mike shula are going to be a great combination for drew lock look daniel jones not the sexiest name last year Uh, on the surface doesn't look like he did much but he actually had a very good year for a rookie 24 touchdowns 12 interceptions in only 13 games, now he gets to work with Drew Locke, and he, Drew Locke is a guy that he really liked coming out of the draft. And you could argue that he's going to be able to do more with Drew Locke with his mobility than he was with, with Daniel Jones. So this was a move for Drew Locke. And the other word, uh, along with stability, I mentioned explosion. That's what he's going to bring. Last year, the Broncos showed what this offense and what Drew Locke could do when they played Houston and Drew Locke went crazy that they, they let the training wheels off Drew Locke in the other four games that Drew played. They didn't really let him do anything. Well, Pat Shermer being experienced, he's not going to be afraid to let Drew Locke go. So I would expect that the Broncos game plan looks a lot more similar to that Houston game than it does the other four games. Now that success, I'm sure we're going to see some up and downs, but they're going to let him be aggressive. Yeah, I mean, Zach, going back to what you said about Pat Shermer being really, really sought after in the NFL. People, you know, we hired him and we're like, oh my gosh, really Pat Shermer, the guy who just had a lot of horrible seasons as the New York Giants head coach. And um, he brings in his guy, Mike Shuler. People are like, oh my gosh, New York Giants, New York Giants, New York Giants. But when you look at it, my biggest thing is the difference of experience. If you look at where we were last year, first year offensive coordinator, first year head coach, but now... Now we got a guy with Pat Shermer and Mike Shula, 28 years of experience for Mike Shula. I think that says what's, what will be the biggest difference for uh, not just for Drew Locke, but the rest of the entire offense. Yeah, I mean, that that's huge right there because you had a first-time offensive coordinator, first-time quarterback coach, and now you turn it over to, what, over 40 years of experience between Shermer and Shula. That's going to be huge uh, for Drew Locke. And like you said, the, the rest of the offense, but the key here is going to be stability and letting these guys do what they need to do. Hey, it, it, installing a new offense, even if uh, Mike Shermer is – uh, a better offensive coordinator than Rich Gangarello. There's going to be ups and downs. It, it may be a rough start to the season. You got to make sure that you don't uh, j- just say, ah, this isn't working and move on. You have to have that stability and experience is great. And I really do like these moves, but the Broncos had experience with Bill Musgrave when they had him as offensive coordinator. They had experience with Mike McCoy when they brought him in, him in as offensive coordinator. So well, experience is great. And I do like these moves, but you got to make sure that you let them do their job and, and work through those ups and downs. Yeah. That, that... 
this is going to be an interesting season for the Broncos, definitely. But kind of changing ge gears here, Zach, we are coming up on the Super Bowl. And um, just looking at the Super Bowl, both defenses um, for each team, who would you have to give the edge to? The 49ers, who have been probably the most consistent team in the NFL as of late, or the Kansas City Chiefs, who defense is starting to peak right now at the perfect time, considering where they're at? Yeah, in, in terms of the defenses, I do give the edge to the 49ers just because of that pass rush. I mean, their their front four, front seven is insane, and Nick Bosa is playing out of his mind. His yes. stats do not reflect just how good he really has been. But like you mentioned, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is picking up, and they have been really really good uh really for like half a season now uh and they're actually flying under the radar and uh, tyron matthew is just an absolute beast in the middle of that defense so i do give the edge to san francisco uh w with that defensive front um but i think i think there's a, a wider margin on the other side of the ball yeah that's fair enough i mean you can't discredit anything bosa has done for the 49ers defense really bringing it back to life moving to the opposite side of the ball for the 49ers do you yourself believe that if the game comes down to it do you believe that Jimmy Garoppolo will be able to win this kind of game if it falls on his shoulders you know Jimmy Garoppolo ha has actually got a lot of heat for not doing enough this year but when you look at what he's done he's actually done a lot statistically and obviously everyone knows about the wins but this year he's been able to put up the numbers um i mean he he has 27 touchdowns which is one more than patrick mahomes this year i know mahomes didn't play the entire season 13 touchdowns uh and nearly 4,000 yards so he can hang uh not not necessarily hang with mahomes but uh he he can do enough to keep his team in it but if it if the game's entirely on his shoulders no, I mean, come on, Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not going to be able to keep up. But if he's just asked to do the right things, I do think that, that he can do that. But, I mean, this is, this is Patrick Mahomes we're talking about, guys. Patrick Mahomes is off to the best start by any quarterback ever. I mean, it's, it's just as simple as that to a career. Um, he is one D Ford offsides penalty away in last year's AFC championship game to going to back to back Super Bowls his first two years in the league through his first three seasons, because he did sit behind Alex Smith that first season. He has the most passing touchdowns in any player's first three seasons in NFL history. And like I said, he sat that entire first season this guy is absolutely incredible, and he is ice cold in the playoffs. I mean, he, he is just so good in the playoffs. He has eight touchdowns, no picks in this entire playoffs. And compare that with Jimmy Garoppolo. He has one touchdown and one interception in these, in these playoff games. Um, G uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is averaging, I believe, oh, just over 100 passing yards per game in, in these playoffs. And Patrick Mahomes is averaging uh, over 300 yards. So statistically, it's not a game at all. But the 49ers rely on rushing the ball. And if they're able to do anything close to what they did against Green Bay, that's going to keep it a game. Hold on, Zach. Quick question for you before Josh gives you one thing real quick. Who is more Super Bowl ready at this point, Drew Locke or Jimmy G? Going back. Oh, boy. 
I mean, I am I am as high on Drew Locke <laughs> as anyone else, but uh, but I'd have to give the nod to Jimmy G just because he he's you know has has the experience and like I said has actually put up pretty good numbers this year. Denver Bronco fan, bringing it back to Denver. I'm just, as oh, always, we got Matt. the we got the Broncos guy on. <laughs> we got the Broncos guy on. We know how high Zach is on Drew. I mean, I, I mean, I, I was yeah, listening to you guys' podcast the other day. You guys were talking about which position is Super Bowl ready or could potentially be Super Bowl ready, and you guys said quarterback was one of the positions that we don't necessarily have to worry about. It was defensive line when it comes to Von Miller and um, Bradley Chubb, and then Drew Locke was probably the third or fourth guy. Zach, it was I think that was you. That was that was that was staying that Drew Locke yep. potentially is up yep. there on that list. Exactly, and that that may be uh, uh, telling about the rest of the team as well. But <laughs> maybe you know what? If you said who is more Super Bowl or who would I take for a Super Bowl one year from now, give me Drew Locke in, in terms of between Drew Locke and Jimmy G. But just in terms of a game forty eight hours from now, okay. I. I, I I yeah. have to lean to Jimmy. Uh, not just saying throw Drew Locke in on Kyle Shanahan's offense. I mean, which, which honestly, that would that's we're probably missing that. Heck, shoot, we made a couple mistakes three years ago. But if we pulled the right cords, we could have Drew Locke and 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 uh, and Kyle Shanahan right now. But anyways, Josh, do you, have, <laughs> yep. do you got something for Zach before we go? Uh, yes, Zach. Uh, the big question for me is gonna be the 49ers defense. And do you think that the Niners defense can cover all of the weapons that the Chiefs have? Because their receiving corp, corps are realistically the best in the NFL. Where yeah, I, I I don't know how you cover all of those weapons, even even with the no-fly zone that the Broncos had. I know they never actually got to go up uh, against uh, this Kansas City Chiefs offense, but here's the thing that makes it so difficult. is not just Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, uh, Hardman, everything that they have. It's what Patrick Mahomes does to make those guys even better. And it's Patrick Mahomes uh, running around in the backfield. So I think this game boils down to can the 49ers not just get after Patrick Mahomes, but can they sack him? Can they bring him to the ground? Because most of the time, pressure is good enough against any quarterback. But against Patrick Mahomes, you have to take him down because he does things that Every coach says, no, 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 What are you doing? Do not run backwards from the line of scrimmage. Do not turn your back to, to your offense. But Patrick Mahomes does it, and he's so good at it that it's okay. And so if you don't sack him, he will run 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then throw a pass 50 yards downfield for a 30-yard completion. He will let Tyreek Hill get open, Travis Kelsey get open. So if, if Nick Bosa and the San Francisco 49ers – are able to get to Mahomes, that's not enough. They have to bring him to the ground. And I think the magic number here, guys, is five. They need five sacks on Patrick Mahomes in order to win this game. If they're bringing him to the ground and not letting Mahomes scramble around, because those when he scrambles around, those are the big-time plays. And so many times in this playoffs, it's a, it's a third and long for the Chiefs. And once Mahomes has two and a half seconds, in the backfield, I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is absolutely going to be a first down. And what happens? He runs around, and he doesn't just get a first down for 18 yards. He throws it 55 yards down the field. So I think that's what this game, com game comes down to because Patrick Mahomes is that good. And like you said, the, the, the Chiefs' receiving weapons are fantastic on their own, and then you add uh, five seconds to get open to that, it's, it's unstoppable. Zach Stevens from DNVR Broncos joining us here on Wired Up. Zach, before we let you go, prediction for this Sunday, who you got and why? Yeah, man, earlier today I gave my initial prediction and I said 34-17 uh, 
27 Chiefs. And then just as I kept sitting on it, my prediction went from 34-27 to 34-24, all the way down to 34-17. Oh, man. I think, uh, yeah, I think not not just Patrick Mahomes. I think they're not, they're not going to get off to a slow start like they have in the past two playoff games. I think that they're ready to go. Um, and I think the Chiefs' defense shows up, and they shut down Derrick Henry last game. After Derrick Henry was having the best start to his playoff career of any player ever rushing the ball better than Terrell Davis the Chiefs shut him down held Tennessee to 85 rushing yards I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar Jimmy Garoppolo this game is going to be that the entire game is going to be put on his shoulders and I do not think that he lives up to it so uh, I really really hope that this is a close game it projects out to be a close game but I just think Patrick Mahomes is that good Listen to all of Zach Stevens' podcast on DNVR Broncos podcast, along with Ronnie Konigsberg and uh, Mace, and uh, good old Mace, who I'm sure cannot make any more Chiefs jokes after this Sunday. <laughs> exactly. Comes true. Anyways, Zach, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, it's always fun having hey, you here. Hey, I really appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Zach. We'll see you later. Zach Stevens from DNVR. Listen to all of his stuff on uh, the DNVR Broncos podcast and all of his articles on the dnvr.com. When we come back, Connor Dockery from My Mate Media joins us on the show, and we'll finish up our Super Bowl 54, Super Bowl, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> Super Bowl Super Show, I was going to say, Super Bowl Super Show. Matt Kennedy, like Jer Peralta, Josh Coleman, Warda. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to ditch the car and start rollerblading to work. I look ridiculous. You look ridiculous! You don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your organs on the black market. Lie back. This is gonna hurt. Yeah, that hurts. You don't need to rent out your apartment to drifters. I made a fire with the wood in your bedroom. That's my dresser! And your closet door. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. KMSA 91.3 FM, Grand Junction. talking on the show and if you missed any of that interview go back and listen to it on the wired up sports podcast you can find on spotify google podcast apple itunes or anywhere else you get your podcasting stuff josh is a different Broncos <laughs> fans rooting for the chiefs this sunday uh, only because my i have a best friend who is a 49 i know fan. I and i told you last week you dug yourself in a freaking hole telling then, our listeners on, Matt, i what know is you jo- know but hang on what does zach stevens do when he comes out to the show he predicts the chiefs winning yeah and right he, and he was even saying it went from close game okay to somewhat close game I, to not a close I know, game at i know all. and that's because zach is an analyst and a reporter he can't really be as fanatic as we are about it he's he's a paid professional we're just not paid professionals. We're just students in college. <laughs> we're we're semi pros. Don't tell them. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. We're supposed to be professional right now. We're semi professionals. Yeah. yeah. 
We ain't quite there yet, but we're there. Exactly. But no, before Connor Dockery, another semi-professional, he, even though his his photograph, which, <laughs> which will probably... We, we, don't, we don't need it. I'll show it to you in a second, Jerry. I want to I post it on Twitter. Do it. I'm pretty it, sure Connor hilarious. would let you. Connor, <laughs> Connor would be like, thanks for the exposure, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connor's our friend over at uh, MyMet Media and uh, the Mets. He used to be on the Mets Sports Show, but he, mm-hmm. uh, he does his own show now. He, uh, maybe along with the Met, Met Sports Show. He does a Connor Dockery show on Wednesdays and Thursdays over in uh, in MSU Denver, which is about literally two minutes away from from, uh, from downtown from downtown in Powerfield, Mile High, Coors Field. He's right down there. So we're going to have him on to talk about the Super Bowl and some NBA stuff as well. But before he comes on... I think it's just his show now. He does, he's not just on his show. Yeah, he doesn't do my sports show. Okay. And um, Connor will join us momentarily. But before that, I wanted to throw in a couple more points between us three about this Sunday and how much of a difference the defense is going to make. We talked about the quarterbacks. We mentioned Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy G. That was kind of the main talking point with Zach. So, yeah. It really was. But the defense for either team, in my opinion, will be the biggest factor this Sunday. Yeah, that's very true. Especially the secondary for the Chiefs in terms of their impact because they killed it. They, they have killed it They've in, been in, the, so in the last good. two months of football. They've been amazing. So good. It's They've been one of the best defenses in football for the last four, four weeks of the regular season and in the playoffs. Tyron Matthew has been the best secondary player besides Richard Sherman. Absolutely. Yeah. In the entire NFL, absolutely. especially in that Tennessee Titans game. He played absolutely fantastic, and he uh, will be a big difference this Sunday. I don't know if they're going to put him on George Kittle. He's a rather small guy. They're they going to put him on uh, on on Goodwin, or they're going to put him on Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not exactly sure who they're going to. If they put him on Kittle, it's not to really do much in the way of putting a big hit on him. They're going to expect Matthew to really just get in there and disrupt the pass. Yeah, they're not going to. They they won't count on him to uh, put a big hit on Kittle. I have a stat right here from Field Yates. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Field Yates posted this stat about Tyran Matthew and the snaps he's played by alignment this year. So in, at the safety position, he's played 406 sn- snaps. Slot corner, 457. Outside linebacker, 139. Inside linebacker, 42. And then perimeter corner is 18. That's, that's absurd. He's playing slot corner for 400-plus snaps and then safety for 400-plus snaps. He is one of the most versatile defenders in the league, and I think that if he plays well this weekend, the Chiefs' defense plays well, and they win this game. Mm. Matthew and Hitchens will play a big significant role in identifying the San Fran, whether they're running or uh, or whether they're passing. San Fran has doing a lot of misdirection mm-hmm. and um, illusion plays, I guess you could call it, in their secondary, or sorry, in their backfield. And so the secondary, Tyran and Hitchens, will do a great job uh, hopefully identifying and letting the defense know exactly what plays are coming up. It's going to be a big, big football mind battle this Sunday between Kyle Shanahan's offense, who's one of the greatest football minds in the modern era, for such a young guy. He knows so much. He talked so smart. Connor Dockery's calling. We've actually, Matt Kennedy, Jerry Parts, Josh Coleman, Josh, uh, Connor Dockery will join us here on Wired Up. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. 
followed naturally by an order of wings and another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. KMSA 91.3 FM, Grand Junction. Semi-professionals. Real personalities, I guess, is what we've deemed ourselves as. Yeah. Because we had a we had a professional on earlier, Zach Stevens from DNVR Broncos, joined us on the show to talk some Super Bowl and Broncos stuff. And as college students, we aren't necessarily getting paid thousands of dollars to do that. So I guess our self-proclaimed title is semi-professional sports radio personalities or whatever you want to deem us as. And joining us as a fellow semi-professional, or he may be more professional than us, at least if you listen to his voice, is Connor Dockery from MyMed Media and the Connor Dockery Show out there at MSU Denver. Connor, what is up? Well, Matthew, I, I want to say thank you for the flattering introduction right there. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> oh, we had a long conversation about semi-pros and pros here. We did, because I, I don't know what to call myself. I mean, we try and fake it till you make it, you know? At least yeah. That's what we're doing. Pretty much what we've done ever since we started this show. Yeah, yeah. Connor, you've been doing your own show this semester for the first time. I think it's, at least from what, what since I've been following you, you're doing a show on your own, the Connor Dockery Show, twice a week. How's that been for you? It's been really fun. Uh, you know, last uh, semester it was the Met Sports Show. It was me and my buddy Nathan. Um, you know, we did that show together. And uh, But he graduated in December, so uh, unfortunately I'm uh, not able to do the show with him anymore. So, you know what, I was like, you know, I, th I think I'm ready to do this. I think I'm uh, ready to give this uh, solo thing a shot. And, uh, you know, I I've, I've really enjoyed doing it so far. The first show was... Uh, really tough because the first show I did was uh, fresh off of the Kobe Bryant yeah. news, oh, um, and that that was a really tough show to do. Um, but you know the 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 second show I did after that, it it, it was a lot easier, more of a standard format uh, kind of a show. But you know I, I've really enjoyed the experience so far. The biggest thing that I want to bring up to you is the the picture for the Connor Dockery show, and you you can, you can see it on Twitter if if um if if people listening don't know what I'm talking about. Connor, it's a, a th you, it's a common picture of you in terms of like the the MyMet Media coverage, and it's it's you a very professional photo, I might add, and um, it's just you holding hold the microphone very very close to your face, and um, it's a, uh, it's 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 pretty great, not gonna it's, lie, it's, it's, it's a great, it's photo. amazing, it's an amazing it. photo, it, you look fantastic in it, and um, it's a it's a great great stigma for for the Connor Dockery show, if I might add. You look so professional in it. <laughs> Got the whole tie thing going, it's fantastic. Fantastic, sir. Well, I, I really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, actually, um, you know, I, that, that's obviously the most, you know, professional uh, photo of me um, <laughs> that I have. Um, and actually, it wasn't uh, it wasn't actually taken as a photo. It was um, I was doing a uh, 
little sports news package oh, okay. uh, for one of my classes there uh, last spring semester, so about a year ago. And uh, I had actually um, paused the video right before I cut away to, you know, show some B-roll and stuff. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, hey, that's a perfect moment. I could make a picture out of it. So, you know, I, I paused the video, you know, cropped kind of me out of it. And uh, there you go. There's the magic behind the Connor Dockery <laughs> show image. Yeah, I was on like, because Josh just showed me a while ago before we came back from uh from break and i was like i was thinking to myself it almost looks like he cut it from something because i couldn't tell <laughs> cut from video there yeah, you cuts from video. we got the story now a bit of a uh, bit amateur photoshop uh little yeah, yeah, thing yeah. going on from yeah, me yeah, yeah. perfect <laughs> we're, we're great on a mic but when you ask us to, to do graphic design that's a 50 50 chance we'll get something good yeah it all goes downhill for me <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. exactly you know it, it's you know i i gave it my best shot and i i thought it turned out pretty good it, it, just, it, just don't it zoom in you you might get some you might get some you notice some of the jagged edges there you know, around my body, around my head. But, you know, as long as it's zoomed out, it, it does look okay. Love it. Love it. Connor, Super Bowl 54 is this Sunday. We were talking at the whole entire show. We deemed it as a Super Bowl super show. Is the yes. Unofficial, super Bowl yes. super show. Unofficial Wired name. That's what we've been talking about the whole entire time. <laughs> and, uh, Connor, before we jump into some quick NBA All-Star discussion, talking about the, the rules and the Kobe Bryant tributes that they got coming up, what is your prediction for this Sunday and uh, who you got and why? Well, this this Super Bowl, I think it is either I think it's going to be a we can see a pretty high scoring game or we can see a very low scoring game. Obviously, uh, top offense versus top defense. Um, I'm really excited for it. Um, I think that this is probably you know it it would have been really exciting to see uh, you know Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, but that said. Um, the things that the Kansas City Chiefs have been doing in, in this postseason uh, is just absolutely incredible. You know they, you know they've had a couple of comeback victories there, and especially that Houston Texans game. I, I think you know everybody was absolutely blown away that literally, they literally made it clear that no lead is safe with the Kansas City Chiefs because they, they can literally flip that switch at any time. Um, but again, they, they have not faced a defense yet. That like you know this 49ers defense is um so we can we can see i feel like it'll be another similar situation where you know maybe we'll see the the 49ers come out to maybe an early lead maybe in the half at that first half they will have you know maybe a touchdown or two lead against the the uh kansas city chiefs but you know you can you never know that uh you know the chiefs have already established time and time again that they can flip that switch and i think it will go down to the wire it's either going to be a high scoring game or a low-scoring game, but I think it's going to go down to the wire. But I'm actually going to give the edge to uh, the defensive team, the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I do think that their defense uh, is good enough to be able to pull this one off. But, again, it all depends on, you know, the, the Chiefs are a wild card, honestly, in this one. And, um, yeah, I think it go could go on either way, honestly. But I'm going to give a slight edge to the 49ers. You and I agree on something there. And Jared, who, did you, I guess we haven't done our picture. We'll do that at the end of the show. Uh, I, I really don't know. We're 50-50 in this room, and uh, Zach Stevens said he's picking the Chiefs, but we've got Connor picking the 49ers well, because of that defense, which is the deciding factor if you're picking the Right now, I'm kind of the dark horse here because I I really haven't made a pick because... Oh, well, don't, all right, well, all right, we'll, we'll hold well, it off I'm then. not going to make the pick, but I'm just saying 
like Connor just said, you know, it's it's going to go down to the wire. It will. I think so. it will. It, I think it it has to because both of these teams, their defensive, their defenses are playing really well. The Chiefs peaked late, and that's exactly what you have to do in the playoffs. But the 49ers defense has just shown all year that they can be dominant without having to blitz. And I think that will also be a huge factor for them. I mean, it's really who's going to play the better series and make the final stop. Is it going to be the 49ers or will it be, will it be Patrick Mahomes having a career-defining moment? He added two weeks ago with that amazing 30-yard rushing touchdown, which he stumbled through 17 wow. guys. But will he have a Super Bowl two-minute drive against the best defense in the NFC? We will see. I hope so. We will see. Uh, jumping ship from... NFL to NBA in the 69th NBA All-Star Game. Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. They'll be competing in a uh, brand new All-Star Game. The, when, is, when is the game? It's going to be... It's uh, February. Let me look at the... I think it's usually that around Valentine's Day. In the next two weeks. I can't remember the exact yeah, date. I, think, for I want to say it's February 15th. Right, but they... 16th. They, okay. 16th. Close so, enough. Yeah, more than two weeks. They released some new rules for this, and part of it is to... Honor Kobe Bryant. Connor, you've been um, talking about Kobe Bryant a lot this week on your show. But for the first three quarters, they're going to restart the score. Each quarter will start with a score of 0-0. They'll be 12 minutes long. And at the beginning of the fourth quarter, the game clock will be turned off. And a final target score will be set. The final target score will be determined by the team's leading total uh, cumulative score through th- uh, three quarters and adding 24 points in representation of Bryant's jersey number for the final 10 seasons of his NBA career, and I think the winner of each quarter will get a charity donation. Yes, yes. Yeah, so... And both the charities are in Chicago. Right, right, right. So, Connor, what's your opinion on the whole Kobe tribute? I think the teams are going to be wearing Kobe's numbers as well, and uh, do you approve of what the NBA is doing to make the All-Star game a little bit more exciting than it already is? Uh, you know, I, I do. Uh, I, I really think that this is a, a good way to make the All-Star game, uh, you know, more exciting. It, because obviously you've seen the past, you know, the teams, you know, they, they're just having fun. You know, there's not really any defense played. And um, but this year, it, it really adds an interesting dynamic dynamic in the sense that it's going to be like basically four mini games, uh, if you will. You know, the, the first three quarters, uh, you know, it'll be a zero zero game. And um, and then obviously for the fourth quarter, they'll add it up and go, uh, you know, add 24 points to whichever the team has the most points through three quarters. And that'll be like the target score. Um, yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, and that's kind of a, it, it's kind of interesting to see how it will play out because I know that there's been some propositions, uh, for not necessarily basketball as a whole, but at least for the NBA, kind of the complaints against the, the free throw game, uh, towards the end of games. Uh, it was some proposed on, I think Reddit somewhere a couple years ago. Um, but it, it was something similar like that, where when it's like five minutes left, whatever the score is, like whatever the discrepancy, you add that score to the, the leading team score and like whichever the first team to hit that mark uh, will win the game. Like, and it'll be like the shot turns the, or the, uh, excuse me, the clock turns off. Um, so I feel like this is kind of a similar kind of idea off of that idea. And it'll be kind of really interesting to see um, how that uh, really plays out. And obviously with number 24, Kobe Bryant, I think it's a, a really fitting tribute um, kind of, for Kobe as well, um, you know, 18-time All-Star. Um, he's been a fixture in the All-Star game for a really long time, and yeah. um, I think like this is a really great way for the NBA to do that. And on top of that, I think um, 
Team Giannis and Team LeBron. Uh, one of the teams is going to be wearing number 24. That's Team Giannis. Um, and then, the yeah, the other team is going to be wearing two in honor of uh, Gigi Bryant, right. uh, his That's daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's yeah, true. Team LeBron is in number two, and Team Giannis is in 24. And the jerseys also include a like, little patch yep. with nine stars honoring all of the lives lost. That's right. So much. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but it's all... It's all within good reason, and I think it's all justified, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're doing the best to honor them. I mean, this has been a super tough week for all the NBA players. Uh, you know, I, I had zero connection to L.A. or Lakers or, you know, never even saw Kobe in person, never had a Nuggets game or whatever. But the the entire sporting world, let alone entertainment world, has been feeling the impact mm-hmm. and the 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 mourning that is Kobe Bryant. You know, he affects so many people. I mean, and, and, uh, and Connor, I'm sure you've talked about it. Plenty of times this week, but the, the rest of the NBA season really has a different feel to it because of what happened on Sunday. Would you agree? Uh, I think it really does. And, you, you know, it, it's caused a lot of players to kind of, you know, take a step back and, you know, like and really everybody beyond, you know, just the players in the, uh, in the NBA. But, like, you know, take that step back, you know, like, you know, life is too short. It can, it can really end at any moment. Um, and, you know, just, just put your absolute best into everything that you do. And that's kind of the thing that Kobe really underscored in his, in the whole Mamba mentality, um, thing, you know, put the absolute, you know, 100% and and then some, uh, in everything that you do. And I think, um, you know, we're with his, you know, unfortunate passing, um, I think we're going to see, you know, a lot of NBA players. I'm really interested to see, you know, how the the Lakers and LeBron uh, respond yeah. to it. They they play their first game uh, since the tragic uh, accident uh, tonight. Um, but I think we're going to see. It. We've been seeing a lot of players, you know, kind of really respond. We've seen, you know, Trey Young amp up his game lately. Uh, for an example, um, who was a huge Kobe Bryant fan growing up. Um, it, you know, I think it, again, it really, as you said, it just absolutely changes the dynamic of the rest of the season. The, the, the players are now playing for different reasons now. And I think we're going to have a really more interesting, um, end to this season than we otherwise would have. Connor Dockery from the Connor Dockery show and my Met media at MSU Denver on the Arroyo campus. Connor, thanks so much as always. It's been a pleasure and uh, we'll see you next time, dude. Well, Matthew, thanks once again for having me on. I, you know, love being a part of the show and, uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Connor. We'll see you soon. And um, you can join Connor Dockery on the Connor Dockery Show on mymedia.com. He also posts it live on Twitter. Follow that at Connor Dockery. When we come back, we will predict. We'll hear Jerry's prediction for the Super Bowl 50 matchup we'll this finally Sunday. hear my prediction. Chiefs and 49ers, Matt Kennedy, Josh Coleman, and Jerry Peralta. I, 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 Josh was right. I, I, Matt I, Kennedy, I, I, Jerry I, I, Peralta, I, I, Josh I, I, Coleman. Josh Coleman, Matt Kennedy, Jerry Peralta. Jerry Peralta, <laughs> Josh Coleman, Matt Kennedy. Wired up. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. 
Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Hi, um, I'd like to report a bear hug. Uh-huh, okay. Well, we were building a bonfire, and I, I saw some, like, dry brush and leaves around, so, you know, I, I said to move the bonfire somewhere else, and out of nowhere, Smokey Bear shows up and hugs me. So you noticed some wildfire hazards and moved your bonfire to a safer location. Yeah. Yeah, that's Smokey, all right. He likes it when people help prevent wildfires. It hits him close to home. Not everybody gets the hug, my friend. So that's pretty special to get a hug from Smokey Bear. Ah, <laughs> so it was him. Hey, guys, I told you it was Smokey. Okay, well, congratulations, my friend. And thanks for calling. There are many ways to prevent a wildfire. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service, Ad Council, and your state forester. KMSA 91.3 FM, Grand Junction. Bumper music bangs, dude. Great. Yeah. Took you forever to find it. Well, I, Where, no, where's, your, like, where's your bango music? Or bongo, <laughs> bongo music. Bongo music, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know where I got it from. I just thought I heard you say bongo. Okay. I'm you sorry. don't listen to bongo, Josh? <laughs> I used to have a bongo. We had a that sound if we had a soundtrack right? for all the stuff that set off the air, it would be a really, really We wouldn't be able to play it on the <laughs> air. No, you wouldn't be able to play it on the air. It's mainly them two. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> yeah, it's that's usually much how it goes. Jerry, yeah. <laughs> We've been talking a lot of football today. The Super Bowl, Super, Super Show. Show. Talked a little bit of basketball in the last 10 minutes with Connor Dockery. If you missed any of that, go back and listen to the Wired Up Sports podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Podbean, or just wherever at the Wired Up Sports podcast. Listen to any episode from the past up to this point. We're on four years running now. I don't think you can go back four years and listen to the podcast, but it's at least... I, I don't think least, we started recording until last year. It's at least, yeah, it's at least a year worth of podcasts you can go listen to. A lot of good interviews. Uh, Zach Stevens was on earlier on to talk some Broncos. And what we're going to do now is list our final predictions. It is the final, final... Gosh dang, what do they call like in the Survivor? It's like the council thing where like they like the vote that they do, where they vote people off. I I don't never watch watched Survivor. Enough. You ever watch Survivor? No. no. Like where they sit around the fire. I, I mean, and like, like they write the name on the sheet of paper. I mean, I know I've they seen, vote people off. Yeah, but. I've seen okay. the, like the skits and like the spoofs of it, but I've never actually mm. like sat down. Okay, and watched this is that like show. ours. There's no turning back. These are our final predictions for the game on Sunday. It can either be the best predictions we've done all year, or if you're like Jerry and I, continue the record of. I think we're losing like losing and I think making really, really horrible, horrible predictions for football. Yeah, I think saying? if I'm correct, I'm like 0 and 20, and Matt's like <laughs> 1 and 35. You got the Chiefs. You got the Chiefs. Or 1 and 19. I can't tell if Matt's trying to say the one who has the worst prediction that doesn't come true is off the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're both. That's what it's like. Loses no longer right. part of wired up. Hey, I'm leaving in May, so make sure. Hey, hey what happened? So what happens if we all lose? We're just wired up's done. Done. <laughs> it's the final show. It's the uh, final episode. 
So, you you said you got the Chiefs because you're because yes, you said you got the Chiefs. I said I got the 49ers. Jerry, we don't know his pick yet, but Josh, we'll start with you in terms of the final score. We'll go to me, and then Jerry, who's on my left, we'll go to him for his final take because he's going to break the tie. We've had Zach say he's got the Chiefs. We had Connor say he's got the 49ers. I got the 49ers. You got the Chiefs, Josh. So Jerry's going to be the the breaking point here of which team we think will win Super Bowl 54. So, uh, Josh, who you got on the final score and uh, and why? Short and sweet. Chiefs, 27-24. Strictly because I think both defenses are going to keep it close, but Patrick Mahomes gets it last minute and a half and gets him down the field just enough. I'm not saying it's going to be some 80-yard... It's not going to be the drive from John Elway, okay? I'm not saying that. But I do think he gets them to the 40, and they kick a game-winning field goal. They do have one of the best kickers in the league in Harrison Butker. So you think the 49ers will do a good job at restricting Casey's offense, who has gotten behind early in the last two weeks. They've come back and put up a bunch of touchdowns in a bunch of minutes. This you, time, you, I think you, the 49ers you, are playing catch-up, though. I think the Chiefs come out okay. good, score one, two early touchdowns, uh-huh. and then the Chief or the 49ers have to play catch-up. Okay, okay. This one is super hard to call because I think it's either going to be a two-score game and in terms of like kind of what Zach said, 13, 14-point differential, mm-hmm. 10 points at most, I think, or it's going to be really close. It's going to come down to the wire because of that defense – and if the 49ers do what they need to do, restrict Patrick Mahomes, keep him inside the pocket, take care of Tyreek Kill, restrict Travis Kelsey from big plays, I think this game can be relatively cl- I know, exactly, which is why it's it's hard to say if they have... I mean, but they but they have the capability of doing it. You know, oh, yeah. They got, I, both teams have the capability of shutting each other down. So pick your poison, which one you got. I am taking the 49ers. I think that defense is going to do all the things I just said, betting a lot on this. Not no money, thank God. I think the 49ers will take it. Lower scoring game, not as low scoring as last year, thank God. Oh, please no. (laughs) Nine to six. Yeah. (laughs) Three nil. I think I think it's going to be way to bring in soccer terms. Different kind of football. It's gonna be twenty-eight to twenty-one. Okay. Twenty-eight twenty-one, keeping within that realm. I'd be surprised if both teams get over thirty. Because I don't see Jimmy G scoring over thirty. 28-21, 28-21, 49ers. And I think it's going to be just the 49ers defense holding steadfast in the final five minutes of the game. That's very reasonable. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll just run the ball. Just run the ball to run down the clock. I be- I could very well see that happening. Mm-hmm. All right, Jerry. Well, man. Break the time, no, no. buddy. All right. So this one is going <laughs> to... This one I have to. I've looked at it over and over again. I've kind. I've heard all the and everybody kind of give their takes, and I'm gonna go based on who real who is really who would I put my trust in the most at this point in the season, and I feel like it's gonna come down to Kansas City. Main reason I Patrick Mahomes say what you want about how he played. You know, say what you want about last season they fell short you know he you know but he is the go-to guy for Kansas City he is that backbone and and like Zach Stevens even said the key number for the San Francisco defense for them is five 
If they can get in Patrick Mahomes' head, they could win it, but I don't see that happening. Patrick Mahomes is just too slippery good at avoiding the sack. He's only been sacked twice this postseason. Five would be astounding. Mm. So It's not happening. So I'm going to say Kansas City wins, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take Matt's score. 28-21 is going to be the final score, and... And it's going to be kind of a situation where Josh's Patrick Mahomes gets it in like the final two minutes and drives it down and gets the game-winning touchdown. Uh, funny how it turns out. Wrong. Tom Brady comes back, does exactly what he did with the New England Patriots, kicks Jimmy G off the team, wins the Super Bowl, gets a seventh ring. Oh, my God. What if that actually happened? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. San Francisco with the last-minute pickup. That picture that he posted on Twitter was actually him walking into Levi Stadium. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Tom Brady, dude. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. He's gone. Roger Goodell allows it because it's Tom Brady. Super Bowl, <laughs> so Super Bowl this Sunday in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's all that football has done for this year in terms of Wired Up. So join us next week. Same time, same place. Great show today. And we'll see you next time. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Josh Coleman, Wired Up.